Hi, I'm Pastor Ron from Full Gospel in Reedley, California. Uh, I'm going through a series called Healthy Church, and today I want to talk about seeds, soil, and roots. Before we get into it, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word. I pray, God, that you will help us to receive it, to act on it, to live it out. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Many of you are familiar with this story from Mark chapter 4. Let me read it. I'll read verses 3 to 9. Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns. The thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But the other seed fell on good ground, and it yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. And he said to them, He who has ears, let him hear. I thank God for his word. You know, at the heart of the mission of the church is the desire to change the world for God. The problem is we don't want to change ourselves. We always think the other person needs to change. We need to do that. But, you know, when we're dealing with healthiness, spiritually healthiness, we have to ask, What needs to be changed in me? You see, the greatest change that I believe can affect our spiritual health has to do when we look at this story of the seeds, of the soil, and the root. You know, spiritual health should be a priority for every one of us. And maybe you've heard this story before, but uh, as we refer to it, it's often referred to as the parable of the sower. I think it needs to be the parable of the seeds, soil, and the roots. And today, if we can focus on those three areas, we'll see change, we'll see spiritual growth happen in our lives. But let's look at each one of these three. The first is the seed. The seed was sown on the different soils. It's the same seed every time. You know, there's something powerful about that seed doesn't say what kind of seed it was. And there's no difference in the seed on this soil or that soil. No one can say, oh, bad seed fell on my soil. The seed is the same. The seed is the gospel of the Lord. It's the truth of God. And it doesn't matter what culture, people, or context, the seed of the gospel has the power to save in any context. But let's look at the soils. Soils are different, and we're going to get into more of this later. But then you have the roots. The roots are critical. That's where spiritual health starts to happen, and that's where it's sustained. If there's a fruit problem later, you really need to go back and say, how are the roots? Are they doing good? And it's critical that our spiritual roots are developed for spiritual health. Some years ago, I was pastoring in Northern California and our church was going through a building program. 
And everything uh, seemed to start focusing on the building. We're building, we're building, we're building. And I really felt checked in my spirit. You know, the church is not about a building. It's about God and his work in our hearts. And so we began to rebrand our church, not where the building's being constructed, but our motto became where hearts are under construction. Because the heart is really the root system for the Christian. It's there where God is dealing with us. We're growing. God is shaping us in that area. And if if our heart is not changed, any growth is just superficial. My heart as a pastor is to see healthy spiritual environments where the soil is worked up, cared for, watered, weeded, and the importance is you want the roots to go deep into Christ. Not a building, not a group, not a person. Because where the seed of the gospel is penetrating the soil of the heart, the mind, the soul, the strength, you're going to see spiritual health and growth. So in this parable, they talk about the seed that falls on these different soils. Let's look at the first one. If I could name it, I'd call it Mr. and Mrs. Wayside, because that's where the seed fell. Look at uh, Mark 4, 3 and 4. Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and it happened as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside. The birds of the air came and devoured it. And then later in verse 15, it gives the explanation. It says, and these are the ones by the wayside, where the word is sown, When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Well, let's look at this soil. When they talk about it fell by the wayside, the wayside is hard ground. It's like it's had a lot of traffic on it. It's been trampled down a lot, so the surface is very hard. Well, and so are the hearers of the gospel on this soil. They're hard of hearing. When the word was sown, it was stolen immediately. Why? Because it falls on the top of the soil. It doesn't have a chance for its seed to go deep into the soil. So what happens? The birds come along. It's easy prey on top of the soil and they pluck it and take it away. It's superficial. And the roots, well, they don't even have a chance to develop because they can't go through the hardness of that soil. And Satan comes along, he takes away the seed. And see, Satan knows he has to get that seed now. Now before the rains come, soften the soil. Now before the ground is worked up where that seed has a chance to go in the soil. So he will do everything to keep that seed from going into the soil because he knows it's easier to pluck a seed off the top of the soil than to pull a tree with deep roots that's grown out of the soil. Well, let's look at the seed. As I said, it's the same seed in every soil. And, you know, it has potential for great things. That's what God longs to do in every person's life. But because that soil is hard, it's lost. I call these, this context, bench warmers. And why I call it that is they've watched the game for a long time. 
They're probably pretty good at being armchair quarterbacks, but they've never got into the game. God wanted to do so much in them and through them, but the hardness of their heart kept that seed from impacting them. They're dry, they're hard, they're callous to the gospel. And most likely the seed had been sown many times before, but all to no effect. These are the souls that have been constantly ripped off by the enemy. Mr. and Mrs. Wayside are hard enough where the gospel doesn't penetrate the soil of their life. They may have even been in church for many years, but the gospel's never taken root in their life. And because it didn't take root, there was no effect on their life. Because if it did affect their life, things would change. You know, they wouldn't do certain things anymore. Their heart would be soft. They would love more. I believe across our country there are many who go to church every Sunday, but it has no effect on their life. And what happens? The seed is sown, but Satan comes immediately and takes it away. It's like when they leave the church doors, Satan is waiting there and he said, I'll take that and just go on as you were before. You've done your church duty. Now back to the way things are. Mr. and Mrs. Wayside, they're bench warmers. They've never been planted or grounded. They've never developed roots for God. They're blind to the things of God. They come to church unprepared to receive the seed. Think about it. Was any time spent working up the soil? Was any time spent softening the soil through watering? So here's what I say to those who are listening. Before you hear the word of God, make some preparations. You know, don't just go to church. Don't just start reading your Bible. Start off with a few things. Number one, ask God to soften the hardness of your heart. It says in Hosea 10 verse 12, Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness on you. You see the two things there in preparation? Break up the ground until God sends the water. Why? Because then the seed will grow. Second is this. Ask God to open up the floodgates of heaven. Prepare the soil of your heart for the seed to be received and be nurtured through that water. And third, pray. Ask God for his work to speak to you, to change you, and to bear fruit in your life. You see, Mr. and Mrs. Wayside, they bear no fruit because the seed never penetrated their soil. They have no roots. They're resilient to the gospel. There's no impact on their life, no spiritual fruit. You see, spiritual unhealthiness and unfruitfulness come because of neglect. We just don't do it. Don't let Satan fool you. But let's look at the second soil. That is Mr. and Mrs. Stony Ground. That's what I call them. Look at Mark 4, 5, and 6. Some fell on the stony ground where it did not have much earth. And immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched. 
because it had no root, it withered away. And then later, in verses 16 and 17, they give an explanation. The Lord's explaining what that was all about. He says, These likewise are those sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and they have no root in themselves, and so they endure for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises, for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. See, Mr. or Mrs. Stony Ground, they're a little rough on the edges. The same seed was uh, sown among them. In their case, they loved it. They welcomed it. It spoke a word of peace and freedom to them. It even started to grow. That steed started to come up. It grew fast, but because it didn't have much soil, things started to happen. Oh, things were great. It seemed like God was blessing their life. Uh, they got their income tax back and they got money back. He said, thank you, Lord. And things seemed to be going well, but they weren't reading their Bible. They weren't praying. They weren't in church. And then someone came up to them, confronted them and said, you know what? You're a little bit too uptight for a Christian. You shouldn't be that way. And then another person comes up and offends them at church over something and they get discouraged. They stop going to church and eventually they walk away from God. What's the problem? The roots are shallow. And since they're not deep in Christ, they get burned in their faith. In Mark 4, 6, it says, when the sun was up, it was scorched. They were burned. And because there was no root, it withered away. How many of you know someone that at one time they came to church, but then they walked away and they just kind of drifted off the planet? This is becoming far too common in churches today and among Christians. And many times it's because they didn't get their way. They're shallow in their walk with God and they wither, they wither away from God and church. The problem is they settled for shallowness. In Mark 4, 5, it said, some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth. That's shallowness. There was never a place for it to grow. It could only go so deep. And that's the way many are today. They take off fast in their walk with God and they reach a limit. That's as far as they can go. And when the heat is on, they are burned. They're scorched. You see, we're all going to have heat in our lives. There's going to be those troubles, tribulations. There's going to be those pressures that come upon us. And if our soul is shallow, we'll wither under the pressures of life. If you're Mr. or Mrs. Stony Ground, you want to make sure you survive as a Christian Remove the stones. Remove the stones. Ask God for help in doing that. Because these are things that will block your spiritual health. You say, well, what are some of the stones that keep me shallow in my faith? Well, one is maybe you have a Bible, but don't read it. Or another thing is you attend church only if it fits your schedule. Or you, you don't serve at all in any way. You don't let people know that you're a Christian. 
You just stay at that certain level. Remove the stones. Ask God for help. Let the roots go deep or you will be burned. Dig deep. Grab a hold of Christ and let his roots go deep in your life. That's the only way you'll not get burned by the heat of life. And if you do this, God has a promise for you in Ezekiel eleven nineteen, says, And I will put a new spirit within them and take the stony heart out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh. Well, let's look at the third soil. That is Mr. and Mrs. Thorne. Verse 7 in Mark 4, it says, And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. And then Jesus gives the explanation in, in verses 18 and 19. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word, and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things, enter in choking the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Think about the soil. The soil here is full of thorns. It was like the focus of that soil was, was let's baby the thorns and make sure we don't bother them or offend them. No one is dealing with those thorns. They're growing up. No one's removing them. And in verse 7, it says, the thorns grew up and choked it. There is a battle going on in that soil between the seed of the gospel and the anxieties of this world. You see, that word care means care or anxieties. These anxieties are a thorn. It's not saying we shouldn't care about people, but there are many things that we allow in our life that choke our spiritual life. One of those anxieties is the concern for money. Money's not wrong in itself, but the, the love of money is. And in Mark chapter 4, it clarifies the deceitfulness of riches. I'm glad it makes that distinction because money's not wrong, but it can lead us to different things. Deceitfulness is one of those. And that's important because the problem of deceitfulness it's a character issue. When other things take over your life, uh, be it money or the other anxieties, you begin to do things you would never do before. Maybe it's lie, cheat, or, or be deceitful on your taxes. Deceit is a character flaw. It will choke the life out of a believer. And, and there are things that choke. I mean, Mr. and Mrs. Thorne's life are so full of anxieties, cares, money concerns, desires for pleasures that they're literally choking the spiritual life out of them. There's no room in the soil of their life for God. And it's no wonder the seed is choking. There's no mature fruit coming. They hear the word. Then they leave, they go outside of church, and they start <laughs> choking, choking spiritually because the anxieties of this world are literally choking the life out of them. They've heard the word, and they've even received it as long as it fits into their plans. How do you get rid of thorns? 
Simple. Remove them. Get out the weed spray, spray, or pull them out by the roots, but don't let them grow. Take a conscious effort because they will not leave by themselves. If you don't take care of them, the seed of God growing in your life is really not that important to you. It's there, but it's not important. If you were choking in your spiritual body and you knew that it's to the point it's going to kill you, you would try and get help somewhere so you wouldn't choke anymore. Don't allow those anxieties to take over your spiritual life. God's concern is for spiritually healthy people and to have a spiritually healthy church. There's a man in our church, his name's Bob. Bob comes along and he will spray for weeds in the back lot behind our church. We have a BMX bike track back there that we've used to reach out to kids. And Bob knows if those thorns grow up, they're gonna cause some flat tires on bicycles. So he goes out there without anyone asking him, he just does it and what a blessing it is. So that field can be used for what it was designed for. So let me talk about the last one, number four. That's Mr. and Mrs. Good Ground. Verse eight, some seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. Verse 20, they give the explanation. These are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit. Some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. Look at the soil there. The scripture calls this good ground. I'm sure they took care of that ground. They worked it up. They didn't allow it to become hard. I'm sure they saw that it was watered, weeded. The soil was cared for. And so when the word of God came, that seed went deep in their life. It was healthy because they developed a good root system. It could draw off the nutrients in that soil. And some would say, well, there's just not good nutrients. Add some. My grandpa, my father worked on a farm and I would watch them add nutrients to the soil because they said the soil needs that and the fruit would be better. Their fruitfulness came and it came here on this good ground. Let's look at the reasons why they heard the word. That's the first thing we need to hear it. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Secondly, they accepted it. You know, it wasn't just information. It was information that led to transformation. They accepted it. Sometimes the word of God goes in one ear, out the other. It never lodges there. It never goes to our heart. Good ground people are people who accept the word. It goes deep into the soil of their life. They realize they're accountable for everything they've heard. For the seed to go deep, they have to prepare the soil. I've been around farms long enough to know that if you leave the soil to itself, uh, it dries up, it becomes hard. And farmers know they have to get the rocks out, have to clear out the thorns, you gotta prepare the soil. 
But the third thing that we need to do for that fruitfulness is act on the word. In James 1.22, it says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. You see, when we just hear it, but don't do anything about it, we're deceived. And that's a character flaw too. And number four, they bore much fruit. That's what we all want. That's what a spiritually healthy life in church will produce. You know, our personal spiritual health depends on one thing, the soil of our life. And let me call that the soil of your heart. So let me ask these questions. Are you keeping your heart soft before God? Do you guard it against weeds and thorns? Do you allow God to work it up? so you don't become hard and crusty? Do you allow your walk with God to go deep, never settling for superficial? If you wanna be spiritually healthy, do these things. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that your word shows us how we can grow in you, how we can be healthy in God. I pray, Lord, today that we will not just hear these words, but Lord, let us be doers of your word. And God, let your fruit be, come forth in every life that hears this. As they walk with you, Jesus, your seed of the gospel goes deep inside them. Lord, I pray for fruitfulness. I pray for healthiness on everyone who's listening today. God, that they would be that person that you long for them to be in you. Lord, there's so much potential in them as they allow you to do your work in them and through them. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Maybe you were listening today and, and you probably could identify it with one of those soils. You know, if you're a person who's never received the gospel, you've been like Mr. Wayside, just hearing but never receiving Today, open your heart, dig up that soil and say, God, I want you, I need you. Forgive me of my sin, cleanse my heart, my mind. I confess my sins, I repent and I believe in Jesus as my Lord and Savior. God will hear that prayer and he will answer it. And then walk with him. You know, constantly do those things, keep working with the soil, keep out the weeds and don't let thorn uh, don't let rocks come in and God will bring forth fruit in your life thank you for listening today God bless you if you need prayer go to our website readlyfullgospel.com there's a place you can put your prayer request there and also I thank those who give uh, the work of God goes forward um, and it costs money to do this work. So thank you for your help with that. Uh, mostly our concern is for your souls, but thank you for all your help. May God bless you and keep you. And may the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless.